Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's a hard niche line. What up, Knicks fans? And what is up, Barry? Motherfucking D. What is up, Craig? And good day to Jay, aka Blanderson, who. Good day to you as well, Craig. Guys, to celebrate the return of Knicks basketball this week. I don't know, uh, Barry, does this count as the return of Knicks basketball, by the way? Yes. It does? Okay. There's good. basketball being played, sure. They're on the court. <laughs> yeah. right there. It's a game. It's a game. Welcome to day one of six straight days of Hard Knicks Life podcast, guys. Podcast after podcast. How are we going to get this done? <laughs> I don't know, but you just put out there, so now you have to. Are, do we have to? I mean, we're going to try. It would not shock me if two days in, we're like, one of us is like, oh, do we really have to go tonight? That'd probably be me, wouldn't it? Probably. Uh, if you need- just as likely to be you two. That's- if either of you guys need a night off, you can take it. I can't take the night off. Hmm. Actually, I guess, if Blandy, if you need the night off, you can take it. Oh, okay. I'm here for you. Barry, you're not allowed to take a night off either. That's fine. Believe called me this week. They said they want to do more shows this year. They said they want to do three a week from us. And I laughed. I literally laughed at this. And here we are three days later committing to doing a show every day for the next six days. That'll make three days a week seem like nothing. Yeah, Barry, you said this is going to be our training camp because we're going to try to get you guys more podcasts this season. But in order to do that, I'm not editing anything in these shows. So... This week is like our trial run. It's our preseason, essentially. We'll see how it goes. If it sounds a little different, that's because I'm so good at editing. All right? I, I love how four <laughs> years in, we're still doing trial runs. <laughs> yeah, for, Four years in? We've been doing this for eight seasons. Oh, God. Here we go. Remember, if you want to interact with us in any way, you can call us. Give them the digits, Barry. 516-33-MESH-1. And wherever you listen to the show, leave us some ratings, some reviews. And I just want to say a little something. Mike Breen, we are thinking about you right now, even though you should all subscribe to the one podcast that will offer you a complimentary tune-up of your bicycle, even though your entire house just got burned to the ground. Barry, explain yourself. Look, yeah, this is pretty bad. So, on uh, I, I knew this was around the time By of the year way, that he bought. We're not laughing at Mike Green's no. house burning down. No. We're, laughing we're laughing at how bad at, I feel with a toolbox I come across because on Sunday I was thinking I was like I think this is around the time of year when Mike came in with his son and bought a bike. They never brought it back for their free tune-up, which you get for a year. So I looked up his phone number. I sent him a text on Sunday morning saying you. Um, just a friendly reminder, it's Barry from any old bike. You can bring your bike for a tune-up. You get free tune-ups all year. Obviously, I don't hear anything back. On Wednesday, the news comes out, the devastating news that he lost his house completely, burned to the ground. Fortunately, nobody was home, thank God. <laughs> and in the article, I read that it burned down early Sunday morning at like 4 a.m., and here I am, a few hours shortly after he probably found out that his house burned down to the ground, I'm reminding him about his bicycle to bring for a tune-up, which probably burned to a crisp as well. I felt like <laughs> right. such... And again, I had no way of knowing, obviously, but I felt like such a like such an idiot. You should have. Yeah. 
You should have felt yeah. like it's a horrible thing to do. Yeah, but 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 again, I mean, more importantly, you know, thank God everybody's okay. But yeah, you feel horrible for the guy. I mean, you yeah. I can't imagine. <laughs> imagine losing all your stuff, and then not only the personal stuff, which has got to be bad enough, but all the memorabilia he probably collected over the years, over the last forty years, covering the NBA. Uh, I can only imagine. I can't even imagine. Imagine, imagine Mike Breen rolled into Mineola Bike. Not rolled. I shouldn't say rolled in. Walked into Mineola Bike. <laughs> And was like, and held up his bicycle in pieces. Said, hey, Barry, I'm here for my fucking complimentary tune-up, you <laughs> asshole. Great. That would be incredible. Look, I, look, obviously, there was no way for me to know, right? It was just very, very bad timing. And no response yet. No. Barry, by the way, I like this look. What's going on here? You look like uh, all in black. Is that for the first night of six straight nights you're like? <laughs> no, this is what I wore today. Thank it you. is? Yes. To is the that store? Like, yeah, is what I wore to the store. You, doesn't what's it look like a BMX, BMX biker or something? Skateboarder? <laughs> what's what's with the hat? Is that a bike company? What is that? Yeah, it's a bike company. It's a specialized bike company. Yeah. All right, guys. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including MLB, NFL, NBA, the NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet on. Always throws me off. Thank you, Blandy. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting props and futures. Join Bet Online today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BLEAV50 to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. All right. We all know that starting as early as this Tuesday for the Knicks' first preseason game, Knicks Twitter, Knicks fans are going to be second-guessing every move Tibbs does or doesn't make. Recently, Ian Begley tweeted, I think it was today or yesterday, depending what day you listen to the show. I'd never tell fans how to root for their team, but here, he's going to tell us how to root for their team. But in my opinion, Tom Thibodeau should get the benefit of the doubt from observers entering the 2022-23 season. Tibbs knows the onus is on him to get results. In a minute, I thought it'd be fun for the three of us to put ourselves to, to... Channel our inner Thibodeaus, which Barry, I think, is going to have a lot of fun with because he does the accent. <laughs> and give who we think are Tibbs's player power rankings for these Knicks, for his own Knicks players. Um, but first, Begley said the Tibbs knows the onus is on him to get results. What is what what are what what are results? Barry, are they wins? Is it progress? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so. You know, I think wins come number one, right? Most important in Thibodeau's book for sure, as it should be, I believe. I think second is going to be statistics. But the statistics that he's concerned about are going to be team statistics, like defensive rating, like where they stack up in all those defensive metrics where they excelled at two years ago. And last year, it kind of took them three quarters of the season before they started actually getting those numbers up. So I think that's going to be a big thing which is going to be what he views as results. It's got to be some type of stepping stone, something you can point to and say, okay, we're, we're building something here where it's a step in the right direction, whether it's rising up the standings, back to getting in the playoffs, or at least becoming a defensive presence and identity. This team needs some type of identity. If, if Be- I agree. If Begley, if Begley knows that Tibbs knows that the onus is on him to get results, 
though. Doesn't that ultimately mean... Means wins. He's he's playing these fucking vets as much as he can to get as many yeah. wins as he thinks he can every single night. Yeah, well, that and and although Leon Rose said that you know his never his job is never on the line, a lot of people were calling for it, or at least saying that it should be considered if it didn't happen already. So, even though it hasn't been dictated by upper management, and I'm sure it has not, Thibodeau's got to feel a little bit of that pressure. I mean, he's going into year three yeah. of a five year contract. So, yeah, I I wonder what. Like, what would put his job on the line for the front office? Is it not getting wins or is it not playing younger, very talented players that maybe the some in the front office think he should be playing more? I think it's more likely to be that than him just not getting enough wins. I think it's got to be doing something asinine or multiple things asinine. I mean, we saw a little bit of it with his... Um, his uh, is playing Alfred Payton all the time and never relinquishing that until they got into the playoffs. Like he was so stubborn with that. And there was a clear, it was clear that like a, you know, for the most part it was not working. Um, So I think, I think as long as he doesn't do anything crazy like that or multiple things you can stack up and point to, I think his job is safe. I don't think it's necessarily wins. I don't think it's necessarily playing the young guys a certain amount because he played the young guys last year. They got decent minutes. Yeah. Don't you think it worst case scenario is, they got decent minutes last year. Let's say he plays, does about the same this year with the minutes, but they have another And there's no lose. progress? And, they, and there's shown? no progress, same number of, basically the same same kinds of losses and wins. Well, that, that's bad. That's that bad for has to has, has to put you on the on the firing block. Is that right? The firing block? No, the right? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think that's right. No, it doesn't sound right. No, it doesn't it sound, sound no, it, it does sound right, but it's not right. I think block. it sounds nice. It sounds okay. I'll allow it. I'm not gonna edit that. See, that's how the show's gonna work. <laughs> okay, just let it go. Normally I'd be like, shit, I sound like an idiot there and edit that out. And when Blandy sounds like an idiot, I always leave it in. Thanks, I appreciate <laughs> right? it. You're welcome. It's, you know, it's, it's the right I have by staying up late. All right, guys, let's do it. Let's channel our inner asshole Thibodeaus, all right? Okay. And it's going to be all about what we want right now. And we're going to rank our Knicks, pretending that we are Tom Thibodeau. We're going to go one by one. We're each going to discuss... I- as we go down the line. What, what are you about I, to say? Brandon? I just want to double check. We're doing this as if we're thinking that we're Tito, correct? Like yes, we yes. think what we're, he thinks right now. Yes. Okay. It's not just what we sure. want him to think. It's right. not what okay. we think. Right. Player power rankings according to Tom Thibodeau. Yes. Okay. And let's see if we're right. We're going to see if we're right as the season goes. You know, I think, Yeah. I mean, I hope we're wrong. I think we're all hoping, I don't know what you guys put down, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm hoping I'm wrong. All right, Barry, I, I think it's only appropriate for you to get... Like, don't do this voice the whole time, right? But you're going to do it here and there. You were yeah, practicing, Greg, I'll, right? I'll do it here and, here and there. Yeah. The, the question us, is, are you kick ready? Kick us off with it. I'm ready. The question is, are you ready? Because it's not only the numbers <laughs> that you got to look at, Craig. I actually watch the games. <laughs> right. It's wow. it, it's who fits together. It's not fantasy basketball. This if is was, real basketball, not It's real fantasy. basketball. If it was fantasy basketball... And I could draft my team. It would have a net rating of 35 if net rating meant the age of my youngest player, of course. <laughs> okay. All right. Do so, you, all right. Um, so here, so what's, what's up, Landy? 
I was just going to ask, do you do you count blowouts, or is that something that you don't pay any attention to? <laughs> no, you can't count blowouts, Blandy. He you says, pay he doesn't, to anything he said. Yeah, Tibbs has been saying lately, he doesn't, basically he's been saying, he doesn't do what we do, which is, first of all, he watches all the games, he said. Mm. Which, I mean, I, there are some Knicks fans who don't, all right, and they pretend like they do. But most of us watch the games. Yeah, but he said it's so condescending, like he like watches the games. Right. Like we may we watch it. the games, but he watches. I thought well, he meant yes. like after the game, like he rewatches the tape. That's how I took it. <laughs> I Maybe think he means they're... like he also sees the eye test. He sees what's working, what's not working. You can't only go by the numbers. That's what it is. All right. I think yeah, but, number... but then he also <laughs> talked about the numbers, by the way. And he's, tr- he's trying to put holes in all of our arguments. You know, he says he watches the games more than us. He, right. The stats... He looks at the stats, but he looks mm. at them differently than us. And he has at his least own he's stats. Looking at shit, and he sits, all right? <laughs> he doesn't just Google stats and go to Stat News and find stats. <laughs> it depends on the situations, the game. So we don't know what he's looking at. That's right. Maybe he's right. I hope he's right. I hope he's I hope he knows more than us. Probably does. Yeah. He is he's the coach. So let's start with number one. I thought about going I, backwards, but I think we gotta start at one here. We gotta start at one. And I mean I I have to imagine we all have a definitive number know. one as uh, oh, Thibodeau's on. favorite no, we, and who he think thinks we, is the most. You think we all have player. the same one? Yes. Oh my God, for number no, one? I don't think we do. Okay. I don't know how anybody could Then I'll could start be us off with Julius Randle. Oh, see, I and, don't have Julius Randle. Okay, what? Well, what? For me, the proof is in the minutes, Craig. The <laughs> well, proof is in the minutes. I mean, well, I, look. Well, I have Jalen Brunson and he hasn't played any minutes for us yet. All right, well, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to Brunson, but let me make my case for why it's sure. Randle. I mean, the guys led the team in minutes for three seasons. I know Thibodeau's only coached for two, but, um, you know, 37.6 and then 35.3, you know, who's he going to play more tells a lot about who this guy thinks is best on his team. All right. Julius Randle, we've seen it. He's got an unlimited leash. It doesn't matter what he does. He's getting those minutes. All right. You know, Thibodeau can talk about accountability all he wants, but it seems to apply to everybody except Randall, which is why Randall is who I believe is Thibodeau's number one. And, and Blandy, again, hopefully you have changes him at number one too? Might. Yes. I don't think there's any doubt that he's, that in, in Thibodeau's mind, he's he's the top dog. Listen, I know that Julius, I understand the leash and all, and all this about Julius, but I've got Jalen Brunson at one. All right. Because Thibodeau falls in love with even a mediocre point guard, <laughs> all right? Jalen Brunson is a, a blue-collar kind of guy. He's going to get dirty. He's going to be a good leader. Um, he's been playing on winning teams the past few years. I think Thibodeau's going to trust him because of that. And to, he, he basically grew up with Thibodeau, kind of, and in the Knicks organization. So that love and that... Um, like loyalty is already there, right? Like Tibbs shows loyalty to certain veterans like Derek Rose, Julius Randle. I think it's already there for, for Brunson and he's going to fall in love with him. He, fe- he he was loyal to Alfred Payton to a fault. If Payton was on this team, he'd probably be in the top three for us. All right? I just think Jalen Brunson may, is is already there. He's going to be the top dog. He is high Thibodeau. for me. He is high for me in Tibbs' favor for sure for all the reasons that you mentioned. I mean, the fact that Thibodeau watched this kid growing up you know, it has that relationship like you mentioned. And we also talk about how the point guard's an extension of the coach. And we talked about how Brunson probably thinks like a coach because he's a, you know, he's the son of a coach. And, and those guys always tend to grow up to be coaches themselves. So all that stuff, yeah, I think you're, you're absolutely 
you know, right in that Tibbs is going to hold him as a high regard. Um, well, let's, mean, he was, yeah. Let's go to two because you have him too, or do you have someone else too? I changed him at the last minute. He, I basically have a two A and two B, Craig, and I oh, actually wow. moved Brunson to two B. I got to keep RJ. That's what I got. Wow. At number two, Brunson yeah. was close. Um, I'm shocked. And, and really, super close. And I feel like those two could flip flop. I am. And again, you know. I think that RJ has been groomed and he's going to continue to be groomed to become the alpha of this team. And Thibodeau is going to keep his foot on the gas as far as giving RJ minutes and making sure that he's involved, make sure that, that, you know, he's at end of games and, you know, crucial plays and key moments of the games. Um, I mean, we saw it even, even as much as Thibodeau gets criticized for not playing young guys, He's played RJ from the beginning. Heavy, heavy minutes in this rotation. And I think that's because he values his, his skill set that he brings and the pedigree and the whole thing. And RJ needs to be the focal point of this offense. As much as Brunson's going to run the offense, RJ's got to be, you know, at the focal point. From Tibbs, you're talking for Tibbs here. For Tibbs, yeah. Listen, you I, know I, I love Tibbs RJ. I got my RJ jersey on right now. It's the only Knicks jersey I've bought since a Patrick Ewing jersey back like back when I bought a small when I weighed 130 pounds in high school. Um, I find it hard to believe that that in Thibodeau's head, R.J. Barrett would be above Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson, who they wanted to sign, who they wanted to keep on the team this season, where, where they wanted Donovan Mitchell. And they wanted to trade R.J. Barrett for Donovan Mitchell. And they only kept R.J. because they couldn't get Donovan Mitchell. And Tibbs had to be okay with that. I'm not going to push back on this because, like I said, for me, R.J. and Brunson are right here, but I had to pick one. That's why it's like they, 2A and This offseason, they wanted Ju- Jalen Brunson. They did not want R.J. Barrett. So who I did you put? Who did you yeah, put second? So, I mean, that's second, I obviously have Julius Randle for everything Barry said the first time around. The, the um the never ending leash. Uh he's already I mean, he's talking all about Julius Randle playing he play he play the five, the four. He could you know, they go small with him. He's gonna get I mean, you know that Julius Randle's gonna get the most minutes on the team, no matter what. He, Julius Randle could throw an assistant coach five rows deep and still and, and stay on this team. So it's going to have to sacrifice though, Craig. So it's going to have to sacrifice. Yeah. My top two guys like for Tibbs is, one, is Jalen and Julius, one and two. What's yours? What's yours, Jay? RJ two? I've got RJ two, Brunson three. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're jumping, right like to, jumping right to three then. You, you well, have Brunson the three, both have Brunson three. Yeah. For me, it's just like Barry. I, I thought they were basically neck and neck, but I went with RJ just because of, you know, he's been here the last couple of years with, with Thibodeau and you know he's performed for him and so I gave him the a bit of a nod over the guy who yeah he knows Brunson but Brunson hasn't played for him yet so I just went with the known quantity yeah I have Barrett at three I have RJ at three I mean last season I think they were neck and neck I think they were sort of close in Tibbs's eyes last season um, especially as the season progressed I thought RJ inched closer to Julius. They were really close. I have Jalen jumping over both of them, obviously. I think that Tibbs still holds Julius in a higher regard than RJ, personally. And I think you guys do too. Obviously you do, based on your rankings. So, yeah. you know, we got the same top three, a little different. Okay. 
All right, here's where it should start to get interesting. Yeah, right? this is. All right, Jay, since you haven't started us off yet, why don't you give us your four? Um, I had a hard time with my four and five. Uh, and ultimately, I went with D Rose as my number four. All right, me too. I'm at D me Rose too. too. Oh, I've okay. got him at four as well. Yeah. I mean, listen, he's that point guard that Tibbs is loyal to for life, right? I mean, when he's healthy, he he performs, you know, and it, uh, that's yeah. He brought us to the playoffs two years ago, essentially. Last year, he was unhealthy. Tibbs, because of their history, is going to. I assume he's going to yeah. give him the benefit of the doubt. He's going to be right in that one of the first guys off the bench. I think he values him more than other starters on this team. Yeah, I think a big thing for Tibbs, and I kind of use this in my Thibodeau grading scale for players, is is trust and experience. And I mean, who's got more than that? with yeah. then Derrick Rose. And I mean, even if though Derrick Rose, since he's been here, has come off the bench, I was comparing his numbers to um, the starting point guards when Rose was healthy, right? And back in 2021, when Alfred Payton was starting all those games, Alfred averaged 23.6 minutes a game. D. Rose was averaging 20, 26.8 minutes a game. And that was coming off the bench. Wow. Go back to last season. Again, smaller sample size because Derrick Rose only played, you know, from October 20th, game one, up through December 16th. So it's 26 games he played. In those games, Kemba Walker averaged 24.2 minutes a game, all those games that Kemba started. And D. Rose still etched him out in minutes with 24.5. And then even on, um, yeah, so the fact that D. Rose is out, you know, is outlasting the starters as we're, you know, um, as far as minutes are concerned. That's huge for what it shows where Tibbs, you know, respects him as a player. I don't think it's going to happen Take this that year. For data. I don't think it's going to happen this year because we got Brunson now. You I was going to ask that. Like how many minutes, minutes? How many minutes is D Rose really going to get this year? Unless they're playing together at some points, but then you you're taking quickly out Grimes out of the game. So. Well, right, and even you, coming you from Dallas, think... Brunson was averaging 32 minutes a game, so he's used to getting big minutes. So I don't think that's going to change here. And you you no. probably want to keep him fresh anyway. You don't want another situation like last year where he played you know the first however 20 some odd games of the year and then he was gone. If you if you want him around for the whole season for a postseason push, you're going to need to yeah. to give him a little bit of a of a spell here and there. You can't run him into the ground. You can't do it. No, that's a good, I mean, then that's, yeah, that's a, that's a huge plus of Brunson being here. How many minutes did you say Alfred Payton was playing? 23.6. Yeah. So if Alfred Payton's playing 24 minutes a game, I mean, Jalen's gonna play, he's gotta play 10 minutes more than that. He's gonna, you think? I think that Jalen Brunson's gonna be playing like Julius number of minutes for this team. Yeah, I, I, I can s easily see that as well. All right, uh, Blandy, you said it was hard for four and five, but I'm going to mm -hmm. go to Barrett. I'm going to do Barry first. Oh, oh yeah? <laughs> do, yeah? That's I'm a drop. Save that one, sure. That's a drop. Barry, what do you uh, have at five? Five, I got Emmanuel quickly. You know, mm -hmm. I, I talked about how trust is important for Tibbs, and you know how you know who Tibbs trusts? It's who he has to close games. And I don't know if you guys know this, but last year, the player that led the Knicks in minutes per fourth quarters was Emmanuel quickly. He made, he, he averaged more, wow. yep, he averaged more fourth quarter minutes than anybody, 9.1 minutes. And if you don't mind, I'll just take a second, but it's interesting to go through this list because it kind of gives you an idea of the pecking order at who Tibbs trusts at the end of, at the end of game. So this is all fourth quarter minutes of last year. IQ was number one with 9.1. Alec Burks, number two at 8.4. RJ Barrett, number three at 8.2. 
Derek Rose, number four at 7.8. Quentin Grimes, number five, 7.6. Kemba Walker was at number six with 7.2. Then was Julius Randle at an even seven minutes a game. You go to Mitchell Robinson at 6.8, Obi Toppin 6.4. And just to kind of show you where he is on the list, because I'm sure we're going to get to him at some point, is Evan Fournier was at six minutes, six fourth quarter minutes. Wow. But the fact that quickly led the team there, I mean, it's somebody that he could trust. It's somebody that can be used different ways and you can slot him in and you know he's going to hustle his ass off. Um, so that's why quickly is my number five. It's interesting. I don't have him this high, but I guess we'll talk to about oh, wow. that later. But Blandy, who do you have at five? I had quickly. Oh, that's, man. That's my number five as well. I'm starting to second guess my my own ranking. Gary, we're, we're no, right six guess. so far top five. We have been. We have been. <laughs> yeah. Go, so who do you, you don't, got you don't five? Think, I have Fournier. Hmm. For for the main reason that he's a veteran, and that's basically, and he is a decent shooter. And, those are points. I mean, those are and he's, those are he's, he's going to start him until he's not on this team anymore. <laughs> but you're ranking people on like where Tibbs puts them in the pecking order and again. Yes, he's a starter, and he's all you know. He's been a starter since Tibbs been the, has been the coach. But again, he doesn't play at the end of games. Yeah, I don't I think, think Tibbs the fact that him quickly like that. plays, he gets yanked early. And he quickly doesn't get put in back there in. at the end of the game. Quickly is in there when they he need. He is, but quickly know. also has moments. But quickly doesn't have like a long leash, like some like some of these vets do. I mean, might be longer for, for this as year. much. As, uh, there are certain games I think where quickly does play a lot of big fourth quarter minutes, and he does. He quickly happens to be a really good fourth quarter player. He he had many games where he just put up a lot. Of, I don't know how what what were his points in the fourth quarter, Barry. I feel like they were always. I, I didn't pull that. He had some big fourth quarters. Hard to take him out of those games, you know. Right. Um, and it just so happens coming off the bench, like coming out of the second half, what Fournier and the starters play like seven, eight, ten minutes in the quarter, and then they start. They then the bench comes in for the end of the third and go into the fourth. So when Quickly's heating up, he's not taking him out. Yeah, and the other so great it's thing not about Quickly, like shocking to me that Quickly gets those minutes. I've seen Tibbs frustrated by some quickly 40-foot three-point shot well, that's that he true, takes out but of nowhere. That's also know? a thing that kind of stretches the defense because the defenses know that they have to play up on quickly because he can pop that 40-foot shot. And again, yeah, maybe they'll give it to him not, until he proves he can make it. Right, exactly. He doesn't really make those very often. <laughs> but he takes them. <laughs> right, that's true. For those, true. For, like, for like those reasons, At the beginning, I really didn't it felt like they were all going high. Right? <laughs> all right, who do you guys have at six? I've got Quentin Grimes. As do I, Blandy. Oh Look God, at Barry. us. We are in As two do step. I. As do nice. I, Quentin Grimes. Okay, yes. good. Nice. Yeah, I you know, think, Quentin, I think the t- you go, Blandy. I was just going to say, you could tell Tibbs likes his game. He likes the way he shoots and he likes his D. He likes the intensity. And I just, I think we're going to see a lot more of him this year. I mean, if it's true that they really didn't want to part with him in the Mitchell deal, uh, it says a lot about what Tibbs and the front office think about his potential. He's a Tibbs kind of player, you know. He's not flashy and plays both sides of the ball. Um, is good basketball IQ, right? He's not going to do anything stupid. If he does anything stupid, it's just because he's new to the NBA. He's not. He's not out there like freewheeling. Um, but Barry, you all, why'd you have Quinn six? Again, I mean the, the defense, the hustle, and the shooting. You know. Three of the top things, aside from 
experience <laughs> that uh, Tom Thibodeau cherishes in his players. And again, he, he was put in a lot of big spots last year. He was trusted last year early as a rookie, which is, you know, again, very unlikely for Thibodeau to do. So that's why I have him above a lot of other guys on this list. I feel like we're all going to have the same number seven here. Mm. No, we can't. We can't? No. We can't all have the same one, at least not because of who I picked for oh. seven. Is there a oh, I know. Oh, so you guys have Fournier at seven. Yeah. I have Fournier at seven. Yeah. So do I. I have Mitchell at seven. I mean, at this point, I feel like this is getting <laughs> complicated to talk about it. No, got that's okay, because we'll place, address each, each guy that's mentioned. I mean, we talked about you, Fournier already, and, and, and you know, I don't know how much more there is to say. Just, you know, as far as why I have him above other players that I haven't mentioned yet is really just the veteranship, stuff that you mentioned before where you had him even higher, the experience, the consistency. You know, he trusts the shooting. He knows what he's going to get from him. So if you guys have Quentin Grimes ahead of Evan Fournier... Then why isn't he starting? Don't give me this bullshit that matters who finishes the games because this is Thibodeau's Craig, player Craig, look, power player rankings. Player Craig, power look, rankings. You, asked, you asked me a question the other day. I was asked a question the other day of who's starting. And look, everything is based on the information we have right now. It can change day to day. It's like today I may want a bologna sandwich. And maybe tomorrow <laughs> okay. I want a bologna sandwich. I don't know but if maybe I the next day I want a meatball sub. This. All the All meats right. have to be ready to go. Baloney? What are you like? Ten? What? What adult I li- man? I like. I like coach, what I like. Blanderson. Coach likes 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 baloney. But you hear coach what I'm saying, likes. right? Yeah. How do you? How are you putting Four- Grimes ahead of Fournier? But Fournier's starting for you. You're saying he might. Again, not start and we've for talked you. about this before. Yeah, I, Thibodeau believes in Fournier starting. And again, if he's hot, he stays in. If he's not, he gets yanked. He likes him with that group. The chemistry is there. Him feeding off of Julius. We've been down this road. Of the benefits of it. We have. That's why I put Fournier above Grimes, because I know he's not. Fair enough. I know he's not. Right, but just because we put somebody higher doesn't mean necessarily that they're going to start. I mean, Barry and I, the three of us all put Derek Rose as our as our number four. He's not going to start. Well, be, but not, he's behind Brunson. And we're based talking, on position. So my right, question is can, asking you about Grimes versus Fournier. You've got Grimes ahead of Fournier, but it's commonly sort of understood right now that Tibbs is going to start Fournier. Over Grimes, unless Grimes beats him out. I think Fournier is more of a known quantity, but I think Grimes is more of like his kind of player if he develops into the kind of player we think that he he can. So you think he just stated the proof for, before soft spot for Grimes. And I, and I just stated the proof before, you know, albeit an example of a different player, how a bench player got more minutes than his counterpart in the same position got as a starter. So. You know, coming off the bench doesn't mean you're going to necessarily get less minutes, and it's been proven. Right. So you would have argued that Derrick Rose would be valued over Alfred, and that's fair, fair argument right there. All right. So what are we at right now? Eight. Eight. Oh no, wait. Seven. I I had Mitchell at seven. By the way, I know we're all sort of a little different right now, but I had Mitchell above Emmanuel quickly. I have a question. Yeah. Was it? Was it? How hard was it for you to rank Mitchell versus Hartenstein? And I know we haven't seen Hartenstein play yet. We yeah. haven't really heard too much from Thibodeau about it. We've heard the positive things that he's seen in practice so far of what he can do that Mitchell can't do. Yeah, well, I know a lot of people, a lot of fans think Hartenstein could be better than Mitch, whatever. But just trying to get in Tibbs's mindset for mm-hmm. this exercise alone. Yes. And honestly, me too. I haven't seen Hartenstein enough. We know what Mitch brings, his defense. We know how important he is up there. I think Tibbs really values his hustle and defense. We'll see. I mean, that could change, but I just, 
I'm pretty confident that Tibbs is starting Mitch and not Hartenstein or Steen. So I put Mitch a couple spots ahead of Hartenstein, but it's, you know, they're both not at the top of the rankings for sure. Um, who do you guys have at eight? Barry? I've got Obi oh, at eight. We, we're different then. Who do you yeah, have, Blaney? Wait, hold on. Let's just see who everyone has. I have Mitchell Robinson, number eight. Okay. Okay. So now I just had him. I've got. Yeah. I've got see, quickly. I feel like I have, I have IQ, who you guys had much earlier, but you've got oh, Obi ahead of you. Have, you have IQ at eight. I have you, IQ you think at that eight. Thibodeau, wow. Just because IQ, I is that went, well, partially, I want IQ to be all the way up there. I love IQ, but I just really, uh, I think that there are other players who are going to be guaranteed minutes over quickly. And it's going to sort of depend on, I don't know if quickly is guaranteed minutes or if it's going to depend on how he's playing that game. I think this is going to be a breakout. Not, you know, yeah. Breakout year for quickly. I do. I think it's going to be a big year. For I him. hope so too. I think everything's going to come together and he does need, he does need to get more minutes as well. I mean, he's been getting consistent minutes under Thibodeau's reign yeah. and his first two years, but yeah, he needs to see it. My a personal start, power rankings for it quickly would be in like the top five or six easy. Mm -hmm. I just think that he's, I feel like he's on the edge of regular minutes right now with Derek and Brunson and Grimes and RJ and that and like everyone who can play in that backcourt. Yeah, it's a, it's going to be a little crowded, you know. Right. Especially right. if Rose is healthy. Yeah. So where were we? Uh, you guys have at, I have Obi at eight. I mean, I, I just feel like Tibbs is warming up to Obi Toppin. Um, I mean, we saw him give Obi a lot of rope towards the end of last season. Lot of minutes. Um, he started to get to see what Obi can do. I think he's trying to figure out what he can do, what he has in him. I think he appreciates Obi's work ethic. You know, from the beginning, you know, you, you see, you hear. Obi's always in the gym, constantly working on stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, again, it, it, how much, how much minutes you're going to take away from Randall or allow him to play with Randall to get him those extra minutes? But I think Obi's growing on Tibbs. I think he's starting to showcase what he can do. And I think a lot's going to have to do with his shot because if he can't bring his shooting into his game, it's going to put him at a big disadvantage, you know, for, for other players that Tibbs has at his disposal to get out there on the floor. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's one thing you're hoping that he worked on a lot this offseason. It's his shot. Yeah. You yeah. know, cause he can, the way he moved without the ball, the way he moved on the break and the way he like towards the end of the season, even the way he drove the lane with the basketball and he's so good. If so he had it could really shot, help if he even, had even a his shot, driving game and his shot. inside game that'll help to open that up so right and he hand. did shoot a lot better at the end of the season too yeah yeah i'm very he's one of my one of the guys i'm most excited to see uh from that young group blady who did you have who did you have eight mitch you got mitch eight okay um all right guys let's move to nine I don't think we're going to spend like too much time talking about like the bottom of these. Let's just see, yeah. hear out who we have pretty much. Um, yeah, who'd you have? I, I have Isaiah. At oh, okay. So yeah, I had him yeah. two spots below Mitch. I have him ahead of Obi. Who fucking Obi, I love. <laughs> you know that. Yeah. But I don't think right, Tibbs loves, Tibbs I don't shows think Tibbs loves Obi. Right. Yeah. Right. Until and he I shows just him think, some respect. And I think that Isaiah and Mitch are going to be very close, like kind of like, neck and neck a little bit once they start both playing and we see what they both do. I think they're both very good, very different, right? So it'll depend on how everyone's playing with them. Isaiah's going to stretch the floor. Um, 
we I don't know, is Isaiah Hartenstein a better shooter than Obi? Uh, Thibodeau commented, I don't know if it was today or yesterday, um, but he commented specifically that his touch, his shooting touch from three looks really good, Hartenstein's does. So when so he that's supposedly plays with a ton of energy, right? There's that. And then he also said that he noticed that like guys already can um, can tell of the passing that Isaiah Hartenstein is capable of, that they're already cutting more to the basket. Guys are running more when Isaiah has yeah. the ball because he knows that they can find him. So, I mean, that, and that's why for me, just like I had a 2A and 2B with, uh, with RJ and Brunson, I had a 9A and 9B with Mitchell Robinson and Isaiah Hartenstein. Because again, okay. we know what Mitch brings you, but we also know what Isaiah Hartenstein is going to bring. And I mean, yeah, that was a hard one for me to do. I, I, I inevitably had Mitchell Robinson ahead. He was my number nine, but I had mm-hmm. Isaiah just underneath him as my number 10. Yeah, and those reasons you just listed is why I had Isaiah one spot ahead of Obi. I have Obi at 10. Um, I think that there's a good chance Tibbs falls in love with Hartenstein Stein, <laughs> um, for everything he brings. Blandy, who did you have at – what are we at, 10 now? Who do you have at 10? Uh, no, well, I had Obi at 9. You had Obi at 9. I didn't, and who uh, do you have at 10? Hartenstein. Okay. Okay. And Barry, you had – And I had Mitch at 9 and Hartenstein at 10. Hartenstein at 10. All right. So now we're down to the final two. Big these surprise are who these guys because are. These are know... so tough, by the way, that Blandy, earlier in the day when we said we were going to do this, couldn't think of the 12th guy on the team. He could only come up with 11. For, right, we we know that there's more the spots 10. than than 12, but but like the, the, the top 12, right? But Blandy he only totally just slipped my mind. So I think I, I know, I couldn't I think I know Blandy's 12. Um, who do you guys have at 11? I have Jericho at 11. Oh, see, I have Cam. No, I put Cam, Cam Reddish at number 11. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, look, we saw Jericho these, Sims but... a lot last year. Yeah. We saw him getting a lot of play time, but that was out of necessity because your centers went down. You're not going to see Jericho at all this year. Again, unless there's an injury. Unless there's a major injury. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Hartenstein being on this team is going to unfortunately dig into Jericho's minutes, even though from Summer League and the end of last season, dig I think in. we're all excited They're taking to see Jericho. What do you mean, yeah, dig, dig in? in. They're taking them. As in take away minutes. All of them. Yeah. Oh, all of them. Take yeah, them. You're all- saying dig in like there's going to be oh. a couple left. No, I mean, there's no scraps for him. Except for like when there's a minute three. and a half left when they're yeah, up 25. If it's you're not a, playing a three blowout centers. or if there's really bad foul trouble for, you know, that's, I mean, that's the only time you'll see him in there. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, he doesn't, I mean, he's, he's exciting, a high leaping player, but. Hartenstein obviously brings, and I wish I knew how to say his name confidently. Hartenstein. Well, just Hartenstein. keep saying Hartenstein, Hartenstein. We'll find out tomorrow night. Well, Hart- I mean, Tuesday night, right? <laughs> right. Hartenstein, we'll bring, he's way more multifaceted than Jericho. We know that. And then you, but you guys have Sims 12. You had a le- Reddish 11. I had Reddish 12. Big, I mean, it's not much of a difference. There. I just think Reddish is more talented. I think Thibodeau knows yeah, but, that, but I don't think but it matters. Thibodeau, I think Thibodeau likes. Jericho Sims as a player more than Cam Reddish and what Jericho Sims brings to the table and that hustle and heart and desire is more something that Tibbs likes than Cam Reddish who's like basketball IQ, effort, all these things have been questioned. We know the front office likes Cam but does Thibodeau like Cam? We we, we were on on the same wavelength with everything and all we did was flip-flop Mitch and Obi. That's it. Everything else... Yeah. Everything else, you guys I were did. exactly the same. Yeah. Wow. That's it. Everything else. 
Well, I guess what we'll happens? start seeing once we start playing some games. Who, uh, what happens here, right? These preseason games, not necessarily once the season starts, for sure. Guys, do you want to hear some voicemails? Sure. sure. Let's let's uh, let's do it. All right, Blandy, why don't you start with uh, number one? Uh, you mean number one from what you just sent me? From or do tonight's you mean... from tonight's batch? Okay. Yeah. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Doctor Dicky. Just finished the uh, crossover episode. Pretty good job there. Uh, in the spirit of the matchup, I, I figured I'd ask my own what would surprise you the most. So uh, what would surprise y'all the most? Carmelo Anthony comes back and plays one more season with the Knicks before he retires. You know, it could be this year, next year, whatever. Or that both Julius Randle and Evan Fournier are traded away from the team before the start of the 23-24 season. Peace and love, baby. Oh, I mean, definitely for me. Let's not spend forever on this like we did on that show, that crossover, because <laughs> everyone probably had enough of it. But for me, I'd be more surprised if Julius and Evan Fournier were both traded before yeah. the start of next season. Right? You know how hard it's going to be to move both of those contracts? They'd have to give up some pretty good young talent, I think, to get somebody to take on those deals, don't you think? I just think it's so... I mean, I you've been hearing it for a while. There's such a good chance that at some point Carmelo comes back for a seat. I guess a full season is is a lot to ask, but Barry, what... Do you care? Do you do you, do you have a thought? For, for I, my only thought is, it, I actually think it's a, a really good question because I can't answer the. I, I don't have a definitive answer. Oh, you don't for know. That. No, um, no, it's equal to me because I can see both things potentially happening. I probably can see side Fournier with you. and Randall being. I think traded the Fournier before. Randall thing would be a little bit more surprising. The yeah. fact, again, the fact that they're both included in that scenario, right? But uh, but Not yeah, one I, wouldn't, of them. I wouldn't be shocked. Two of them? Oh man, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a better chance of us winning 60 games this year than that happening. <laughs> wow. All right, Blandy, hit the second one. This is Ted. First, I have known Craig since 1986. This is very aggressive. Two. 1986. I don't want to be on the show. I just want once in a while a little guest appearance. <laughs> I'm, I'm a Kings fan, but I'm a longtime Knicks fan. I go back to Bill Bradley's first game at the Garden. He was my hero. Third, yeah, I don't get calling up a podcast. You don't talk to anybody. You just have to leave these takes. That doesn't make sense to me. Love your show. Keep up the good work. Was that Ted or Dennis Hopper? <laughs> I was really getting a Dennis Hopper Ted, vibe by the me. way, Ted, who is... I'll just admit, a relative of mine, so he's known me. That's why he's known me since 1986. But so he lives not a close, not a close relative. Because... Not by blood, by marriage. <laughs> okay. But That's he lives different. in California. So I've pro I mean, I was trying to count today how many times I may have seen Ted because it it sounds like we we know each other very well. You well, know, there was like the bar mitzvah, there was the sure. wedding. Basically, I just got to count bar mitzvahs and weddings and deaths. <laughs> right. Okay. You know? So I just got, right. I mean, it's got to be under like, and then there's some miscellaneous things. Like I literally just saw him for a holiday the other week and for other holidays we've seen each other, but it's got, it's got to be, I mean, it's definitely under, it's got to be under 50 times since oh, 1986. That's still a decent amount of times. But that's being very generous. I feel like it's, in my heart, I feel like it's 25 or under. 
but I'm not. I, sure. I understand why there was so much angst in that call, though. When you're when you're harboring, you know, decades of Knicks and Kings hmm. fandom inside you together. <laughs> well, I mean, they had a nice little run there for yeah. a bit with Chris Webber and Peja uh, Peja Stojakovic. Sure. By the way, that was like that was like the tenth voicemail that Ted left because Ted Ted was at your bar mitzvah, Craig. Oh, for sure. So we were all there together. Wow. So, Think about that. Barry, you and I know Ted. Well, well, we know him. Yeah, I wouldn't I'm sure we crossed paths. Far. Yeah, he was next to us you in all, Coke and Pepsi. You guys, we probably Maybe. all danced together. Okay. On the same dance floor. Maybe the horror. The we all did the horror together? 1991. <laughs> nice. <laughs> all right, Blandy. Uh, by the way, Ted, yeah, yeah, I guess we could talk, figure out how to make you uh, a guest appearance once in a while look the we'll kids the, 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 we'll the play the kings maybe, twice a year that's a good idea maybe we'll get you on in preparation or after give us some beat, insight beat your asses all right <laughs> um all right jay hit number three this is uh all right, voicemail number three yeah craig barry jay Dave from scotland here how's it going i'm bored who are we going to draft we don't draft anyone are we getting mitchell will we give up too much are we getting rid of Julius? Media day, content day, Tibbs has got a beard. Is Evan starting? Will Obi play? <laughs> just bored of all of that shit. Can we just get to them playing actual basketball games? For fuck's sake. It has been a hard next life throughout this long off season for sure. One thing that's kept me going is looking forward to having Brunson on the team. Finally, a point guard. I have high hopes. As usual, I can't wait to watch this team. Fall in love with it, no doubt and have it ultimately break my heart before the end of this season. All the best, boys. Listen, I hope, Derek, that once the games start getting played, you feel the same way. Because, in my opinion, the offseason is the best time to be a Knicks fan. <laughs> so <laughs> I know it's hard. dreams. Sure. I mean, and now we're at the point where we're waiting desperately for the games to start. And then if you remember back to last season, I mean, last season was torture. The games finally started, and when we were not very good... It was not fun. No. I, I think that the end of the season and seeing some of the young guys do what they did kind of made us forget about how bad, how bad last season was. Do you remember how bad it was? That's that what was that's what was going on, Ralph. Are we going to get that kind of Ralph this season? Or are we going to get the Knicks win, Ralph? You got that one, Blandy. Knicks win! Knicks yeah. win! Knicks win! Woof, woof, woof. <laughs> Look, I'm hoping for positive vibes this season. Yeah, listen, clean yeah. slate. Like uh, someone said, who said clean slate? Julius, clean slate. All right, DJ, I know you left a voicemail. I don't want you to be upset that we're not playing it. But I am not playing voicemails about Donovan Mitchell. I refuse. If you got Donovan Mitchell talking there, it's not happening. So leave another one. Uh, Y'all hear that music? It is time for the news with Blanderson Hooper. Blandy, got a quick little news segment for us tonight. Yeah, yeah, super quick. Two things, two things. If we're going to do this six nights in a row, then it can't be. No, no. It's just not going to happen. Two nobody biggest wants, things. Nobody wants to hear um, 82 minutes of news in the week. No, no, definitely not. So just really quick, uh, tomorrow night, or I should say Monday night, is expected to be uh, Ben Simmons' debut for the Nets as they take on the 76ers. It's a perfect team to take on in his his next uh, Nets debut. 
And uh, just came down t- earlier on Sunday that the Heat and Tyler Harrow have reportedly agreed to terms on a four-year, $130 million extension. Uh, you know, Harrow, uh, the 13th pick out of Kentucky a few years ago, won the most, um, won sixth man of the year this year after averaging, I think, more than 20 points a game for the Heat. And uh, that's the way, Craig. Mm. The basketball Dude. bounces. Mm. In and out. Lightning that, round huh? of news. By the way, you know, everyone's always comparing RJ and Harrow. What was RJ's contract? Four years. Seven. One, well, 107 without the incentives. Oh, that's what it's, yeah. So was Harrow's like 130 just flat or with, incent, with possible uh, incentives? No, I, I, well, the initial report made it seem like that that was... It says could be worth 130. It's got 120 in guaranteed salary and 10 million in incentives. Oh, okay. okay. Supposedly. So it's more than, yeah, it's it's more than, than RJ in guaranteed money. All right. All right, y'all hear that music. I'm sorry, I, I just fucked that up. <laughs> I gotta edit that now. Um, all right, guys, that's gonna do it for today's show. Remember, you can reach out to us. It's a hardnickslife at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at hardnickslife. You can follow Barry at Barry Dworkin. You can follow Jay at Landy Hooper. That's it. All right. And you remember, Ted, you can leave us as many takes as you want. You can call us at this number Barry's about to give you. 516-33-MESH-1. It's not just for Ted, it's for anybody. Phone lines are open. All right, guys. Day number one of six straight days of It's a Hard Knicks Life podcast. Until tomorrow, it is a hard Knicks life. It's a hard Knicks life. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.